welcome to the Christian Formation Podcast. I'm Raven, and I'm here with Andrew, one of our pastors at Providence Church. The goal of this podcast is to form disciples that live all of life with the presence of God. And we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. Today, we're discussing an overview of our upcoming season. Hey, everyone. We're back. Yeah, we made it through the summer. Some things are the same. Some things are different. One thing that's different that I just noticed for all of our avid listeners that pay a lot of attention, you changed the intro just slightly. Mm -hmm. You said that this podcast is to form disciples. We didn't say that before. Why Why did we change that? We used to say help people live all of life with the presence of God or something along well, those lines. Sound right either. Okay. I don't actually know okay, if I really something. thought of it, I could probably remember, <laughs> but Andrew and I sat down a couple of weeks ago and just talked about the podcast and we wanted precision of language in everything. So in our introduction, we wanted to make sure it's actually reflecting the true vision of this podcast. So why do we say form disciple? Like why is that the actual like vision of what we're trying to do? Our goal in this podcast is to help form Christians in two ways. The first way is by starting conversations. We want to start conversations or topics about theology, the church, life, and get people thinking. And then that way we can discuss those topics together because we believe that those topics are helpful in forming and shaping us in our Christian lives. And so we want to start those conversations to get people thinking about them. The second way we want to use this podcast to form Christians is to actually step in into conversations that are currently being had. So if something big has happened in the news or something big is happening in our church family, we want to have a discussion around this table so that other people can join the table, listen in, form their own opinions and thoughts, and then go discuss those with others with the hope that those people can grow in their understanding of Christ and also their own beliefs about what's going on right now and what the biblical backing or basis is for that situation. Again, we don't have all the answers, but our hope is that this podcast spurs you on to have more conversations about these topics with those around you, with the Lord, with us. We actually want you to be thinking critically about the things that we're saying and start having those discussions in your own lives in order to actually be shaped by Christ and by the Lord. What would you add to that? No, I think that's good. And I think it helps. So our, our vision statement as a church is the... Um, all of life with the presence of God. So I think, yeah, what we're trying to do in this podcast is what you just said. We're trying to help form people, uh, which is, you could maybe tell that's similar to our language, our core value of formation, that this is kind mm-hmm. of fitting into our value of forming people's thoughts and minds. Um, but specifically, we're forming disciples, people who are following Jesus to actually mm-hmm. live all of life with the presence of God. So I think it's a good adjustment a yeah. good change i know every time we change it i have to memorize a new one i had the first I, one down I know. that one's still ingrained in my memory it does feel like we we tweak this stuff a lot but we're always trying to get a little better yeah right? i feel like we're both pretty perfectionistic i know especially with language i am a yeah. lot with language like words i think matter a lot and mm-hmm. so to say them flippantly or like to not use common language i feel like is just a mistake. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a mistake. So then does that kind of make you nervous recording a podcast? Because yeah. sometimes we talk about things and... Well, one thing I've realized recently is just how I just... So because of the nature of being a pastor, so whether it's preaching, talking to people, even like sending emails, doing podcasts, we just say a lot of words all the time. Mm-hmm. And it is 
it's impossible to not misspeak sometimes or say stuff that you don't maybe necessarily believe, but you're just kind of saying things. And mm-hmm. so I have realized that I think I've caught myself a couple of times, like saying something and I'm like, I don't think I actually mean that. <laughs> and then I have to decide, am I actually going to tell the person that I don't believe? Mm. Like, uh, I don't know. Or do I trust that God will protect them? I don't know. (laughs) Or I thought about our first couple sermons and I remember thinking back to the first few sermons I gave and they were not great. I mean, even like some of the stuff in them, I'm like, yeah, I would not believe that today. Hmm. And that's only been eight or nine years. I mean, that just shows God's grace in the way that he is constantly teaching us. And Um, we're humans. The Lord can speak through us through the Holy Spirit. But at the end of the day, there will be error every now and again. And we're growing and learning. Yeah. So, so we got a different little statement, but also something that's different. You got married. Yes. Wow. And Andrew got to officiate the wedding. He didn't have surgery yes. during that time. So now we're a couple months out from, from when you got married. What's a mm-hmm. couple of things that you still remember, some highlights from the day? I think the most vivid memory I had was walking down the aisle because you're walking down. And I did it the traditional way, so I had a veil over my face. And I just couldn't help but get to the end. Kellen lifted the veil. We walked up onto the stage. And I don't know. It just felt so real in that mm-hmm. moment. But also, it gave me a really good picture of in my mind, heaven one day in the sense that like, I don't know, Kellen and I were just standing up there and I was thinking, this feels like any other day. I feel so calm, so peaceful. And this is a big deal, but it's also not because we've already committed to one another, but we almost felt like kids in dress up clothes. Mm -hmm. I don't even, I don't know. And I've never heard of anyone explaining it the same way, but it truly was so many answered prayers for that day because I just felt so much peace. I wasn't Mm -hmm. stressed. I was joyful, but it wasn't this, you know, like coffee induced joyful. We were like jumping around screaming. It was just a very calm, steady peace. That was so good. And I just remember being up there thinking, man, God, you're so good. This is such a blessing because this pales in comparison to being united with you one day, but it's so incredible in this moment. And just seeing my husband at the end of the aisle, just getting yeah. all emotional and excited. It was just, it really could not have gone any better. Yeah. It seemed like a pretty, I mean, I only had a small part in that specific time, but it seemed like everything that I saw went really smooth. Mm -hmm. No hiccups. Was there any big issues or anything the couple days leading up to it or did everything actually go really smooth? (laughs) No, everything truly did go so smooth, which was an answer to prayer. I worked like a mad woman the week leading up to where I sent so many emails and that Thursday at I think six o'clock, I ran home and I was like, Kellen, I'm done. I'm done. Cause we were moving all of our stuff into the house. We bought a house too. There's a lot of life change. So not only did we buy a house and move all of our things the week before our wedding into the house, but we also were trying to at least like clean it up a little bit, kind of organize some things. And I was still working that week because I didn't want to take it off so that I could go on a two week honeymoon. And it all paid off. But it was just beautiful because I felt like God just allowed me to kind of pour myself into making sure everything was taken care of for work so that when I ran to the house to kind of put some last minute things away and help Kellen, I was just feeling so freed. And so Mm. the next three days until the wedding, I was just peaceful. I mean, it truly was a blessing. There weren't really any hiccups at all. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, we even ate out the whole week before, which wasn't great. I mean, we're eating five guys and fries like five days before (laughs) the wedding, but it really, it was great. And you did a phenomenal job too, sharing about God's word. And it was just a beautiful ceremony. I loved 
the entire thing. It yeah. couldn't have been better. The whole day was was awesome. For you, I feel like that's also bittersweet because you were supposed to get a kidney transplant around that time. I know, yeah. So we were in, I mean, we talked about this before on the podcast, but yeah, we were supposed to, at the end of May, get matched up and we were going to move forward to the transplant. And so you got married, it was June 6th, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. yeah, so June 6th. And that was kind of when, the same time we were hoping that we would do a transplant. It didn't happen. Basically from that point on, we just didn't hear anything for like the next three or four weeks. So mm. it was just like kind of stuck for a while. But at the or end of June or beginning of July, things started to like speed up pretty quickly. They figured out a match in end of June. And by the beginning of July, they gave us a date and mm. which was also a little unfortunate. So they gave us a date at the beginning of <laughs> July. They said July 28th. That's the opening. So we scheduled it. About two weeks after that, they said, actually, we're going to bump it and it's going to be into August. Mm. And so now it's August 10th, which mm. I don't know when this podcast is coming out. That's in a couple of weeks from when we're recording this. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, August 10th, we're going to be going in and doing a transplant and then hopefully getting all better. Yeah. So how has that been for you emotionally? Because that's kind of a excitement, then it drops. Excitement, you change donors, and then yeah, there's a lot of changes. It's been a lot emotionally. The hardest thing was actually getting some clarity on the person, the time. I was starting to think through family stuff, ministry stuff, like, okay, so if it's July 28th, that means maybe by Labor Day, I'll kind of be better and healthy. So I'm already like putting mm-hmm. all these logistics together and and to have that for like two weeks yeah. and then, you know, two weeks out of the actual surgery, like them switching it was just, I don't know if disappointing, I guess is the right word. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't really angry or even really frustrated. I think it was just more sad. Like it was just yeah. a bummer that, you know, it got moved again. But mm-hmm. Bailey and I have talked a number of times when we talk about the Lord being sovereign, like it for some reason must be for our good that it got moved. Yeah. We don't really know why. And I probably will never really know why, but we trust that it is and that this is the better time. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, we, we know that. And I think we believe that it was just the, those first few days after it got changed was disappointing because it yeah. felt like each of the steps so far there's always been some sort of hiccup or something that's delayed it. So then to get so close to the end and then have it happen again, where it's like, okay, actually we're going to wait a couple more weeks was just challenging. It just Mm kind of feels like, of course, you know, of course there's something else. So it's hard even now in our minds. So now we're Mm -hmm. a couple weeks out from August 10th and it's hard to not think like, okay, are we going to get the week before and they're going to cancel it again or something? Or I had an appointment this last week. It kind of shook me a little bit, but the doctor Mm. said, you know, if you come in that day and you are sick at all, like you have any sort of congestion, you have any sort of fever, like anything, they'll cancel the surgery on the Mm. spot and they'll like just push it, which it takes three or four weeks to get on their schedule. So if Mm. something like that happened, it's like, you wouldn't get it again until the end of August now. For some reason, that just made me, I was like, oh man, you know, is that going to happen? Like I'm going to somehow get sick or something the few (laughs) days before. And so, yeah, so I'm trying not to think like negatively or pessimistically about it, but it just feels like that's happened a lot with this process. So, so we're praying and hoping that nothing happens and it stays on the 10th. Yeah. What is your kidney function at now? Oh, I don't even know. I think they quit looking at it. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's basically zero. So oh. the last I knew, this was probably t- when I started dialysis, which was middle of April. So this is a few months ago now. I think it was at like 
I don't know, 6% or something. Oh my goodness. But I mean, it was basically zero. So they don't even tell me anymore. Oh my I think, word. So I'm basically living off of dialysis. So your kidneys, they help just to flush like fluid out of your body, which also gets rid of toxins and stuff. Basically, my kidneys just aren't doing anything. So I, the only way that I'm like living somewhat functionally is because of dialysis doing that. So... So yeah, that's a good question. I don't even know. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. And this podcast released on August 4th. So that's oh, wow. a couple days Okay, so if before. you're listening to this right away, pray. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> we should actually pray together. Great. Will you guys pray with us right now? Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you so much for Andrew, for Bailey, and for their family. God, Father, we thank you for how they have just poured into our church and God have been vessels for your kingdom. Lord, we just pray, God, would you keep Andrew safe? God, would you keep him from any sickness, any illness, or anything that could cause the surgery to be delayed any longer? God, we pray, Father, for the surgery, that it would go well, and God, that your hand would be mightily over every single thing, all of the nurses, all the doctors. God, would you just truly keep them safe, and Father God, would you just move? Lord, would you just do such a mighty work? Would you keep them feeling peaceful and hopeful, God? Lord, we just thank you for them, and Father, we just pray, Lord, would you keep them safe? God, would this surgery happen, and Jesus, would it be for the glory of your name? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks. Yeah, that's hard. It's crazy. Hopefully, yeah, we'll be moving forward. And then they said the recovery time is roughly all in like six weeks. And that could give or take, you know, a few weeks either side, depending on how well I recover, how like if there's any complications. But so hopefully it's August 10th and then middle of September, end of September, I should be... 100%. What are you looking forward to the most about being 100% eventually? I think both with my family and with ministry stuff, just to like be back and feel Mm -hmm. like I can do things again. Like the last eight months now or whatever, it's been nine months. It's just been so hard in both of those lanes just because with like ministry stuff, I just haven't been around. I was talking to Jared the other day. I have a lot of time to sit and think and dream up things, but I don't have any energy or time to actually put anything into motion. So Mm. it's like, I've got all these ideas and things that I would love to do, but I can't actually do anything, which is just hard. Um, But with the family, it's just challenging because yeah, I just don't have as much energy to like just do stuff around our house to mm. play with, you know, my boys to just spend a lot of intentional time as a family. Cause I'm just usually feeling very tired and sick. So mm-hmm. I think just feeling better so that I can do the things that I feel like God has primarily called me to do yeah. to do them well and to actually like find joy in them. Cause mm. right now it's kind of a, it, there's not much joy in it. So I know that like, right. okay, if I have a little bit of energy left, it's either like I should, you know, talk to Bailey or ask her some intentional questions, play with my boys, do something with ministry, like mm-hmm. try to do something, but it's not really like a joy. It's more of, okay, I've got like 5% battery right. left. So I'm going to use that to do this, but then I'm just utterly wiped out mm-hmm. where I'm just looking forward to getting to do the things that I love doing. And that I feel like the Lord's calling me to lead and do with joy and excitement. Right. Yeah, no, that's good. So what and do you maybe feel? play golf sometimes. <laughs> do you really like golf that well, much? Well, I do kind of, but it's <laughs> it's a hard season with little kids to find much time to go play. But yeah. once I have endless energy after this transplant, 
I'll be playing all the time. Oh, for sure. Well, except I don't have very much money and it's an expensive <laughs> hobby to get into. Well, maybe that would be like a recovery gift card someone would give would you or awesome. something. If somebody wants to give me a... <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> so what do you feel like then God's been teaching you in that? Because if you're saying pretty much sedentary going, okay, I have all these ideas. I have these thoughts about what I want to do with ministry, but I can't do any of those. I also want to serve my family, but I can't. What's something he's been teaching you over the summer? Maybe two things. One has just been a like contentment and just a finding enjoyment in the Lord and Mm -hmm. not just in doing things for him, which maybe sounds kind of elementary, but it just, yeah, like I've actually just, I haven't been able to output very much. And so I've literally just had to receive both from the Lord and from other people, like just receive help, receive care and love and encouragement, all this stuff. And I just haven't been able to like put anything out like in those things. And so I think just finding a contentment and just being with the Lord and just Mm. being with my family, like those kind of things, even when I can't do a lot has been, yeah, kind of a big one. The other thing that I've maybe realized, and this is probably my guess is as you get older, you just kind of realize this stuff more and more. But I think when you're younger, you kind of have this idea that you can conquer the world and everything has to get done. Like if you have an idea, it's got to go. You know, we've talked about this sometimes, like Um, we'll get an idea in ministry and it's like, okay, you got to go, you got to do it. It's got to happen now. And I think the Lord has just given me a helpful understanding of like, man, ministry really is about the long haul. And it's about helping people walk with Jesus over many different years. Mm -hmm. And so if it's like one season, I miss out on something that's just not the end of the world. Like it's, it's just going to be okay. And if we, and if I have this idea and it gets put into place next year and then it happens for the next 30 years, like it's just not going to matter that much that we missed it by six months, you know? So I think the Lord's just been gracious to show like this season is in some ways for my good Mm -hmm. and just to not be doing these things. But I also don't think it's, you know, a, a bad thing that I'm getting these ideas and things for ministry, but I think he's just helping me patiently see right. that, Hey, this stuff can all happen at some point And it's not gonna be the end of the world if it doesn't happen right away. And that, you know, really, yeah, what we're trying to do a lot of what I'm feel like I'm thinking about and learning about is just the, this season is it, things are just short and we're in this for like for the long haul. So whether it's my own health, whether it's putting things into place in ministry, like if it doesn't happen right now, it's just not the end of the world. Mm. Like we're, we're we're in this season so that I can get healthy so I can minister for hopefully four or five more decades, right. you know? So, yeah. so I think that's just been a helpful, maybe perspective shift, I mm-hmm. guess. It's great that you have all of these ideas and things that you're excited mm-hmm. about that you want to run after, but it is cool that God's teaching you, Hey, you don't have to do it right away. Yeah, We can wait a couple of days, a couple of months, and it's going to be fine. Or yeah. these things that you wanted to do five years ago, doing them, like you said, in a year and then having them continue on for 30 years. It's just sustainability, yeah. I feel like, at its finest because we are finite humans, yeah. but we all do want to continue to run and you get excited about those things. So yeah. it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And he's been yeah, kind to do that. Yeah. But what about you? Anything else? So you got married, you moved into a new house your job kind of shifted a little bit, not so much in what you're doing, but you were doing like a two year commitment thing and that Mm -hmm. kind of switched in July. But so over this last couple months in the summer, anything else that's been big or anything the Lord's taught you? I feel like God's taught me so much over the summer, over the year, over the last two years. And it's kind of hard to sum it up into one thing, but I think recently what he's showing me is 
one, a lot of humility and dependence on him. And that's been something that has been from the beginning. I mean, I had prayed at the beginning of this job that it wouldn't be able to be accomplished without being on my knees every day with him. And he has made that true from the beginning until now. Like if I don't spend quality, intentional time with the Lord, I am not great to be around. (laughs) I don't work well. I don't love my husband well. And so I feel like that's something that is humbling because Mm -hmm. I want to do things in my own strength all the time. And so to really have everything kind of fizzle a little bit, whether it's with my job or with a relationship or something and just feel like it's not as great as it was or that I can't do everything kind of takes a knock at my identity. Mm. But God's teaching me that my identity shouldn't be in those things. And he's the one that actually sustains me. And by me relying on myself, I'm going to burn out really quickly and I'm not going to make it for the long haul. And so I think that's just a humbling reality that I don't love. Yeah. But, those yeah. are lessons that are never usually very fun to learn or go through. Oh, no, for sure. And even the other day, because those things start to crumble, I start to internalize everything and focus inward. And lovingly, my husband said in the car on our way back from visiting my grandparents this past Sunday, you're talking a lot about yourself and you're thinking a lot about yourself. And husbands, if you say that to your wife, that could go either really well or really horribly. Thankfully, it went really well because he said that. And I went, yeah, you're right. Like I am not focusing on the Lord at all, focusing on myself. And then it kind of causes me to spiral, to become depressed, anxious, and all of these things. And it was just a good, humble wake up call that the world does not revolve around me. Life is not about me and my happiness or how much I get done. Life is truly about serving the Lord. And that's just been a very sobering and humbling Mm -hmm. reality. It's not fun to talk about. It's very uncomfy, <laughs> but it's good. I can see you getting more uncomfortable as I you're know, talking. I know. I'm just, yeah, I'm like tightening my jacket around myself. <laughs> oh my um, but no, I'm grateful. Yeah. But it's something that I'm kind of in the thick of. And this has been something that I've been learning for a while. It's not a brand yeah. new idea. And God tends to use those like big moments in our life when like we have big life changes, like you just got married and stuff. Those seasons of life tend to bring things out, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's good. I mean, it's helpful too, to just kind of know that that's probably not a unique thing. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you have a big life change and usually certain things just come out within that. But yeah, I think that's ultimately in his kindness, right? To get you to a place of becoming more dependent on him. It's just hard to go through. Oh yeah. I feel like he's been doing this my entire life. Like it's not just the last two months. It's been the last two years, especially, but I see it in so many ways because you see areas where your pride rears its ugly head and then you focus on yourself or you're idolizing yourself and you just see it. And once you start to see it more and more, you look back and you see it in other areas too, which again is just God's kindness. So I'm glad he's teaching me that lesson. It's just, (laughs) it really is humbling to even talk about because especially in our society, we want to be self-made individuals that have it all together. And it's hard to say, yeah, I don't have it together, but God does. So by his grace... It's going to look different for my life in a very good way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So that's kind of our summer. What's coming up this fall? What are we doing on the podcast this fall? Yes. So even though Andrew hasn't been able to act on all of the other ideas he's had with ministry, we've actually been able to do a lot of really cool things with the podcast and we're excited about this fall. So coming up is actually a series over our Sunday gatherings or our liturgy series. 
before you think, oh, that sounds boring. Why are you talking about it? It's actually what really think? cool. <laughs> well, I mean, if I hear, we're going to talk about okay. Sunday liturgy. I'm going to be like, what the heck? Why oh, do I want to listen to this? Fascinating. <laughs> it's actually super interesting. We are going to take the next, what, six weeks? Yeah, I think so. And talk about different elements of our Sunday. So why do we do the call to worship? Why do we sing? Why do we pray? Why do we even gather? What's the point of coming to church? And I think this is so important for us, not only for our own head knowledge and for our own walk with the Lord, but also for the people around us. It's funny because the Sunday gatherings that we have are what most people think of when we think of church and it's what most Christians do, but I don't know how many people actually think about why do we do, I mean, maybe sometimes you have doubts of like, do I really need to go to church or is this really that important or how important is this? But for the most part, most people don't ask a lot of questions about it. You just kind of do it. You know, we talk about Sundays as one of the most important things we do as a church or as Christians. So we figured, hey, let's take a handful of weeks and actually just walk through. Because the other thing is mm-hmm. everything we do on a Sunday is actually really intentional. Like yeah. there's a lot of other things that we're choosing not to do. Mm-hmm. And there's these few certain things that we are choosing to do. And none of it is really by accident. And it's not just because the churches that we came from did it or because churches always do. Like there's actual reasons for it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if we you know get through this six weeks, I think that it will help people almost find a greater depth in Sundays. I mean, that's maybe my heart in it is that people would see the weight and a Mm -hmm. depth to Sundays that would actually make it even more beautiful. So even if you love Sundays right now, my hope is that this makes it even better. Or if you maybe don't really go to a church, you've listened to this and you're kind of in and out of church. My hope is that this would help you actually commit to being Mm -hmm. with Christians at a Sunday gathering. Yeah. And if you don't go to our church or you're from out of town or something and you're listening to this podcast, we hope that it does the same thing for your own local church. Yeah. Because truly this can be translated to a lot of different churches and give you a greater appreciation for what's happening. Yeah. I think it'll hopefully provide understanding for our church context, but also, yeah, just good questions to be asking of, you know, cause even in our church, we have people that move in and out all the time. So yeah. if you're in our church right now, but in a year you move, hopefully this series can help you think through when I'm checking out a new church, what should I be looking for yes. and what could be helpful in these gatherings? Yeah. And after that, we're going to do a question and answer episode. What is that going to be over? Is that going to be over Sunday well, liturgy or just a, anything people want to do? Good question. I mean, it depends on, I guess, what people ask, but it has been really fun over the last couple months. I feel like we've talked to more people about Mm. the podcast than in the other couple years we've been doing it. Like, I just feel like I've heard so many people either one with just encouragement in it, but also just asking questions about, Hey, you said this, but what about this or different thoughts and questions on these podcasts. And so one of the things that we want to do is incorporate a few more episodes where we're literally just addressing questions. Mm-hmm. So because over the last couple of months, we've gotten more, we think it might be helpful to take a couple episodes each semester, kind of part of the season to just answer some questions. If you have questions throughout this series, whether it's about the Sunday gathering or you just have questions that you've been wrestling with and you want us to talk about or think about together, send them in. You can email us at formation at providenceomaha.org or come up to us on a Sunday at a worship night. Just ask us questions.
Ultimately, we want this to serve as a place where you can think deeply about the Lord and truly ask those questions and start conversations, not only with us, but people around you. And so we really want to help equip you in that. Well, and you said it before, part of what we're wanting to do is start conversations. We're wanting to help you think through things that maybe you're not, which is kind of maybe the Sunday gathering one. But we also want to help respond to things that our church is thinking about or people are wrestling with. And if there's a way that we can be a voice in that to help give some thoughts and direction... We want to do that too. So that's kind of more of the Q&A episodes of, hey, if you got questions, we'd love to talk about them. Yeah. So send us your questions. Let us know. We look forward to having you join the conversation next week as we begin our first episode of our Sunday Liturgy series. Thank you for joining us today. The goal of the Christian Formation Podcast is to form disciples that live all of life with the presence of God. And we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. If you want to find out more about us, check us out at ProvidenceOmaha.org. If you have podcast topics, comments, or questions, please email us at formation at ProvidenceOmaha.org. We'll see you next week.